special thanks to all our patrons who support the show every single week. We couldn't do it without you. Head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, exclusive happy hour live chats and more. Patrons, you help keep the run, eat, drink podcast going. And we're so grateful for you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Help support the show by using our Amazon affiliate link. Anytime you shop on Amazon for running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just use runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra. It's only one extra click, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Welcome to episode 275 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Anna. And this was the episode that you expected last week. Yes. We couldn't say no to Dave McGilvery. No, when you've got somebody like Dave who says, yeah, I'll come on the show. You're not going to say, oh, no. Yeah, we'll put you off a couple of weeks. No, that doesn't happen. Of course not. No, when you get running royalty, when you get a luminary, which he he found very funny. I think he got a kick out of that. Yeah, when you get somebody like that on the show, you absolutely take advantage of it. And I will say yes every time. Nicely done getting him on the show. And thank you, Dave, for coming. Uh, We're so excited to have all of his items as part of our Donna auction. And yes, I just made a, I, today I just made a post office box run and gathered many, many packages and yeah. some of which were Dave's, some of which were other items that are in that auction Yes, that are still available to bid on. Oh, and the link will be in the show notes. And we'll be talking about it a little bit more later in the show. Sure. You know what I'm also excited about? What? We're closing in on 300 episodes. Like, you know. I don't know. We had a quick 275. You're in striking distance. Like. What are we going to do about that? It's right there. What are we going to do for that? We need your suggestions. Oh, yeah. What would you like to see us do for the 300th episode of the show? Let us know. Info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. You can email us or give us a call. 941-677-2733. You'll be hearing that again, too, in the show, I'm sure. Of course. (laughs) But this is also, I'm also excited about this week's episode. And why is that? We're not a Disney podcast. No. We have, that said, we have done more than our fair share of Disney content. And that's because we live driving distance, like day trip distance to the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, all of that. That's right here in our backyard. So we tend to do a lot of races there. We and do. of course they've got one race annually, the 
wine and dine half marathon. It's kind of our thing, although we couldn't do it last it's year. It's right on brand. It is. But yeah, if we couldn't get in, couldn't get in. But, we do that. you know, several we years ago, we started. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to like manifest it. Oh, okay. And you're okay. I got you. Anyway. But no, several years ago, we also did when they were doing the Star Wars races and they would do light side on one coast and dark side on the other coast. We started doing those. We did, they have princess here and they had Tinkerbell out there. We did Tinkerbell one year. We did Tinkerbell. And then of course, with us being big fans (laughs) of the Avengers up until infinity war, let's be clear. (laughs) We draw the line. You comic book aficionado. That's, that's a topic for a different show. We were going out there for those races and, then all of a sudden, they stopped. And they still owe us three Infinity Stones. They do. They absolutely do. Get on that, Disney. Yeah. But we heard through the rumor mill mm-hmm. and then through social media mm-hmm. and then officially for Run Disney that the race was coming back. And you got your hyperactive little fingers on your mobile devices and started seeing if you could get us registered. Yes. And you did. I did. When those races came back. No, I, we couldn't I, get the local race, but you were able to get us the one in California. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. I, yeah. So just a couple of weeks ago, we were out in Anaheim, California mm-hmm. for the return of the Disneyland races. Yes. The Dumbo Double Dare challenge the disneyland half marathon weekend which is typically in september however it was right after marathon weekend it was the what second full weekend in january and uh then uh what's taken its place that they announced, oh, I can't remember when, but what's going to be in September now will be a Halloween-themed half marathon out there. Yeah. yeah. Which has not gone on sale yet. So we were able to get in there, and we said if we were able to get in, we got to go. Yeah. So this week, we're going to be talking about not the entire challenge. No. Nope. We're going to be talking about just the 10K. Yes. Um that's going to be our run. For those of you that may be looking at getting your coast to coast and thinking that's going to be a an a goal for you for maybe doing that that Halloween themed race or maybe this race next year. This is going to be a great episode for you because we've been there before. We yes. came back and now we can talk a little bit about what it was like. And I and we've got some some takes that that might surprise people. And I think it's going to be a different episode than we normally do. Than we anticipated also. Yes. However, However, let me just say, it's a positive episode. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't saying it wasn't positive. It's because we had we were so happy to return to those races and that coast just beautiful weather. Mhm. But also because we got to explore and indulge. And this week we bring to you Golden Road Brewing. Yeah. Now, if that sounds familiar to the members of the Runcation Nation, it's because we have talked about Golden Road Brewing's beers before. Oh, we have. These beers um, are available 
on Disney property. Yes. And we've, we have talked about them before, but we're going to give you a, an in-depth look at the brewery, their tap room, their food. One, one of them. One of their, Let's one just, of them. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be talking both food and drink. Which is so cool. Yeah. And I can't, I, it, we're just, we've had what? Mango cart and guava cart out on Runcation Nation Live before. Mm-hmm. But we got to have a wide array of beverages that are not distributed out here. Right. I would say. Yeah. I don't know that they distribute all of their beers. And I understand I some that. things are tap room only. I, why not? You want exclusive draw to your locations. Exactly. We've got a lot to talk about on this week's show. Mm. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. Yes. Stay with us. But first, have you been scouring the internet? Have you been checking our social media feeds? Have you been looking in the depths of our inbox for shout outs? I really have to say that when we were in, when we were at Disneyland, we have to shout out Everybody from the Will Run For podcast, Tom and Diana, and saw Jen Kim, mm-hmm. and we and then we for the first time got to meet in person the perfect marathoner Alan Young yes. and his lovely wife Grace, mm-hmm. and we got to see Chris Twiggs and. Jeff and Barb Galloway, and I think that we cited Carissa. We did. We got to see her briefly, briefly at the expo, and then briefly at, at the, the finish, finish line. Yes. So, just shout out to everybody who made it out there to those races. Some of you did dopey, and then turned right around and came and did not only the five k, the ten k, and the half. I don't even. No, uh, I was going to say, because I didn't realize it just didn't dawn on me. Like I have been the worst prepared travel podcaster slash runner that I could possibly be. Like there's be all that you can be like, like they used to say for the army. Uh-huh. And then there's me like, I believe I you have, accomplished some things on this trip, sir. Yeah, but. So I have I had no idea that it was a one week turnaround to oh, do yeah. the coast to coast this year. If you're choosing if you're choosing that, those yeah, yeah. races, you could have done you could have done Disneyland and then what in Springtime. three three short weeks you could have done Princess mm-hmm. or you could have done Disneyland and then springtime in April. I so. just but but I, there were tons of people that did that and my hats off because yeah. not only is it just the sheer miles it's the travel yeah it's the time change and if you're going east coast to west coast it works to your advantage yeah and we've talked about that before but that <laughs> that that <laughs> you're return, just thinking about it oh, 3 a.m week it was it was rough coming mm-hmm. back and i didn't give myself an extra day on the back end so i went right back to work the next day and me I was like, oof, too oof. <laughs> it was rough oh yeah but Anyway, so shout out to all those people who did that. Yeah. If you would like a shout out for you or someone else that you love on the show, how can they do that, Amy? You can email us and you can write it out in the email or you can attach a little audio recording to the email that Even we can better. play. We would love another voice on the show. And what's that email address, Amy? Info 
at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or give us a call, 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Let us make you Runcation Nation famous. Leave us that message. I imagine you, I guess you could also text it to us at that phone number. You could. But we love to hear your voices. Yes. Yes. Let's talk running. 10K is your favorite distance. I have, yes. 10K is my favorite distance. And I'll actually go as far as to say running 10K at Disneyland Mm. is where I decided that was my favorite distance. Yeah. Interesting. Avengers 10K. Yeah. I didn't know that was where you decided that. Yep. I mean, I've said it before. Half marathon, 13 miles. If you're fast, and that's great. The quicker you can get off your feet, the better. Sure. It's still 13 miles. The <laughs> That's a lot of pounding. For me, 5K mm. is like a 40, 45 minutes and you're done. And sure. So 10K is a little more challenging, but it's not doesn't beat you up as bad as a half marathon. It doesn't last as long and it doesn't eat up your whole morning to do it or the whole day depending on when your respective 10k is going to be held big fan i love the 10k distance yes but uh, we didn't do the 5k so we actually on that friday got to partake in the expo and and packet pickup prior to our 10k on saturday yeah so let's talk a little bit about the the whole experience uh, getting there we stayed not on property. Very we adjacent. elected to stay very adjacent. Yeah. we. If you've ever gone out to Anaheim, Disneyland is just plopped right there in the middle of downtown Anaheim. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And right across the street is the Anaheim Convention Center. And attached to that is yes. a Hilton Hotel. That's where we stayed. Yes. Shout out to all those soccer, soccer players. Yes. Ladies, yeah. soccer players, youth Soccer players. And then gymnastics after that. Oh, yeah. So we had a couple of conventions going on at the same time. It was a happening kind of place. Yes, it was. But it was within walking distance of Disneyland. Yes. And that's one of the reasons we like that hotel for this event is that it's walking distance. Although we're going to talk a little bit about some logistical changes that impacted us. But walking distance to the packet pickup and expo. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. That was held... In the convention Disneyland Hotel center of the Disneyland Hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's been there before. Yes, although in years past, they would put us to go get our bibs. We were actually on the ground floor, like we walked into a parking garage. As I recall. They, yes, they actually converted the parking garage, they actually put out carpeting. In the garage and lighting and did it all there. And it was crazy. So, <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Uh, this year, not so much. This year, everything was in the hotel. Yes. And actually, we leveled up. We went upstairs to pick up mm-hmm. our bibs. And that was very seamless, I thought. Yes. It, it, it was exactly like every other Disney bib pickup where you go and they've got over here's the 5k over here's the 10k here's the challenge and then they have it broken down by bib numbers mm-hmm. so you know you get the email with your bib number you find which one you're supposed to go to and you go there volunteers were sweet very nice yes they were very positive they were and 
Uh, they did not take our photo for the challenge, I noticed. I noticed that. Yeah. I was wondering what was up with that. They did not. That was different. Yeah. I like, they don't need my photo. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> they have I'm it. not going to play around. They have my photo. They see my photo ID. They know. But they did not. They did, uh, Unlike if you're doing a coast to coast, they normally mm-hmm. take your picture because they want to make sure the person crossing the finish line is the right person. But they didn't do that. No. So that was very a very quick process. There wasn't much of a line. There wasn't any line at all. We walked right up. And then we went to go pick up the shirts in a different location from the whole bib pickup, which is typical. Very typical. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of spilled right over into the expo. The expo proper. Shirt pickup went seamlessly yeah. as well. Again, nothing. Uh, walked right up. There was no line. The shirts, they already have them pre-sorted in the bags. Mm-hmm. You get your clear, clear bag that you can gear. use if you want to do a gear check. That's the bag you'll use for gear check, yeah. which we don't do. No. We've done it once. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't do it. Prefer to travel light and not worry about it. I mean, I understand people want their UFOs or recovery sandals oh, yeah. and that. I just prefer to go back to the hotel and have some jacuzzi time. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Mm. <laughs> That's packet pickup. The expo. Fed us into the expo. What were your thoughts on the expo? Because the hall, it's indoors. The merch location was different. Mm-hmm. They had a whole queuing area that was that had dissipated by the time we got there. I'm sure that on Thursday it was... More hectic? I think so. It must have been because the queuing area was as, about as big as Huge. the as the actual like temporary store they set up for race merch. So, wh- uh, and then the expo itself. Usually, I am just overwhelmed by the number of booths and products and things that are available massagers shoes clothing yeah running sunglasses yeah uh, sunglasses you name it recovery items like those pneumatic massagers Mm -hmm. and that type of thing but and there were a variety of offerings yes but I don't think it was as big as in years past. That is, I just, it was a smaller offering. And that is, that was my impression. I liked that they had water stations set up everywhere so you could stay hydrated. That mm-hmm. was nice. And I think that's a carryover from the last time we were out there. Yes. It was just smaller. That's what I thought. And while there were different types of hydration and nutrition available, I don't think it was as wide a variety. That's what I'll say. What's your take? Yes. I, I, nah, I, you're like, yes. yes. Yeah. It was smaller. This was not the race for you to lose your luggage. And have to go and rely on getting everything you needed from the expo. I didn't say that because I knew you were going to say that. 
<laughs> yeah. There was one vendor for nutrition. Yeah. And there they they did have a nice selection. I we bought there was not a fit to run. No. So no? you didn't have shoes for sale. You did have socks. There were some options for socks. There were some options for some clothing. In fact, we met some folks that were hoping to get on the show here soon from a sportswear company that we we bought quite a bit from them because we really liked their joggers and their running shorts. We'll be talking about them more on an upcoming show. Mm. But it was that there was neither the depth nor the breadth of selection that has been in years past. They no also speaker series. Ha- and you just get out of my head. Oh. Um, that was the end. I said that there was no speaker series. No. That is the place that we saw. Was it Sean Astin speak? Yes. Jeff Galloway, Carissa speaking. Yes. They have the kind of the audience pit there and the stage and nothing. It so, was a photo op and there were medals. And they had the medals displayed for all the California races. Yeah. And all, actually, they had some from the other coast too. They were looking, the coast to coast medal, the different versions of the coast to coast medal. And yeah. Yeah. So that was, that kind of struck me. Wow. This is a lot smaller than we're normally accustomed to out here. And by the way, the, there were 14,000 runners registered for this. <sighs> weekend yeah so it's not like this was a small event no so i was a little surprised at that yes um we didn't opt to go through the merch area looking from a distance we really weren't seeing anything that was speaking to us and even though it had dissipated greatly there was still a line Mm -hmm. to get in to go buy merch and we opted against that. No, but we did get a photo with Jeff Galloway. We did get a photo with Jeff Galloway, and we held up his line because he was just talking. Oh, we with did. Us and we can talk we to him all day. Tracks. Sorry for those of you that were standing behind yeah. us, but um, thanks for helping us take a photo. <laughs> we um, appreciate it. That's really. I'm saying that. I guess I'm sounding a little more negative on it. Um, you were expecting a bigger comeback. Yes, this is a this is the first race in seven years. I'm waiting for this from the get go. To bam, oh, here you are. We're back. Welcome back, baby. Uh. Yeah, the expo didn't do that. So that said, expo was good, mm-hmm. not great. They have then room to build. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely, that's a good thing. Yes. How about race morning? The 10K morning, since this is the 10K episode. Okay. So race morning. You want me to start? Yeah. All right. Race morning, we got up. We're, what was it, 2 a.m. wake up? Yeah. So Amy gets up. (laughs) She does. You're still snoozing. She does morning yoga. I I get an extra hour of sleep after that. Then we get dressed and bibs pinned and shoes on. Hotel room coffee. Of course. Hotel room. Starbucks is not open yet. It it, it was the best hotel room coffee I'd ever had at that moment. At that moment. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. We head out and it's chilly. Temperatures dropped. This was the, this weekend was the weekend of the big polar blast coming down. And this is the the same weekend as the Iowa caucuses. And and they were talking about how they were going to have negative temperatures up there in the Midwest. And it got down into the forties. In California, which, again, relative to 
their regular temperatures is pretty chilly. So we're out there. It's breezy. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. We dressed appropriately. We start walking over to where the race has historically been every year. Why wouldn't they set up in the same location? Why would we read all of these ridiculous emails they've sent us over why the last 10 look months? At the, why would we look at the digital event guide? Why? Why would we do that? Why? Because we know, and we're walking, and then all of a sudden we start seeing people. Walking the, uh, well, no, as we're leaving the hotel, we're like, where the hell are all the runners? No one, is no one staying at this hotel? Why wouldn't they be here at this hotel? I'm and like, oh, yeah, soccer, whatever. And we start walking towards Disneyland because it's normally over there. And as we're walking, people are going the other way. And I'm like, Aim, I don't think we're going the right way. There's a whole herd of people going the well, and other way on Catella. A woman, a runner, was like, you got to go this way. She stopped us. She go. you got to go this way. <laughs> so we just followed her and the rest of the gaggle of runners that we saw. And then that gaggle got gradually larger. Mm-hmm. And we ended up walking an extra mile, mile and a half from our hotel to where Disney decided to have the start line and the corrals. And this is across Harbor Boulevard. It's over behind Harbor Boulevard is one of the main thoroughfares that runs right along the side of Disneyland. They have their offsite parking lots Mm. along Harbor Boulevard. And there is like a, there's a mall or an outdoor lifestyle mall that's across the street. And then we're behind that thing. Lifestyle mall. And they (laughs) had the the start and finish lines set up over there with all the corrals so we start heading over and then the gaggle that we're in turns into a giant crowd and it comes to a dead stop and we're like what is happening and this is at this point this is about 4 15 or 20 maybe and we're not moving and you got security folks walking in the crowd And I look ahead and I said, they've only got a handful of metal detectors and they're forcing everybody to go through these metal detectors. Mm. And at the pace we were going, I remember saying, I said, we're not going to get through here before the the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. And we did. National Anthem? We're going to be standing in the security line. So the National Anthem happens. We finally get close and they were getting ready for race start and they just threw up their hands and let people just told people hold your hands up over your head and Mm -hmm. walk through yeah and the metal detectors were just going off they were just beeping red and they were just allowing people to stream on through because they were so far behind Mm. with getting the crowd through and the crowd was getting bigger and bigger even behind us Mm. So we finally make it through and then we head to our corral and we were corral F. We were the last corral. Last corral. Whatever. F on that day, G the following day. Yeah. And we head over to our corral. We don't have any audio visual where our corral is the way they've got it set up. And no porta potties near there. No, they had porta potties set up 
between corrals. Like you could have kept walking straight, but they were way away. They were not between every corral. They were not. No, no. It was not like that. No. (laughs) So it was a different porta potty situation. And uh, we, we hit the porta potties and then we went to the corral. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we're watching the start line from the porta potties. We could see in here. We head to our corral and we're so far away. Can't see, can't hear. They don't have any speakers set up back there. We have no idea what's going on. And no secondary screens. And the reason for that is the street that we are on is in between two hotels. That's my guess. Oh, you think? Yeah. Mm. That's my guess. Oh. (laughs) Because we're not on Disney property here. We're on public roadways. Oh. So, again, a very different feel, a different vibe. Everybody in the corrals were cool. We we were talking with people and and having a good time and all that. But it was very different once they started sending corrals off. And there were like little waves. They were doing waves. In between, inside the corrals themselves. Mm -hmm. And we eventually inched our way up towards the main section, which would have been like the first area where maybe corrals A and B would have been. Yes. Then we could see Carissa and we could, we ran into some friends and we got to see the folks from. We'll run for Tom was filming and Carissa shouted out the podcast and we were very excited. We're very excited. That was very nice of her. And, Having her there always makes it feel more magical. Oh, yeah. She's great. More magical. She's great. We're she brings the pixie dust. 100%. You start the race on the streets. Yeah. Ju- uh, well, then they run you back to Harbor Drive. Run you, back to where we were thinking to, where we were going. Quite literally back oh to where we came from. Um <laughs> And then they take you down Catella, you yes. hang a right, and you head into the main drive of Disneyland. Beautiful um, palm trees mm-hmm. kind of line that roadway. It's very picturesque. Um, still in the dark, though. It is still in the dark. Do yeah. we, I mean, do we want to get into course and strategy? Oh, yeah. Um, you want me to continue? Listen, you're doing a bang-up job here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. I'll just say I... I really appreciated the people who were along the roadways, the public roadways, were having the signs to get us started. There Um, were a lot of family members out there with signs. It was nice. It was fun. It was fun. I appreciated the sign that said, pick a cute butt and follow it. Yeah, they had great handmade signs. Disney also had some signs posted. Oh, little jokes. Well. Like it was like they por- had little jokes. Portions of jokes. Yeah. So if you read them as you go, you would get the whole joke unfolded. And I think they all have a Donald Duck theme or or yes. something to that. Effect. Yes. So you make the first turn, you turn off of Catella going into the main drag heading into Disneyland and then there's like an immediate right turn that takes you into sort of the back, like a back road of California Adventure. Yes. And it was pitch black. Oh, yeah. 
people that had lamps, some people were using their cell phone lights. Uh That ended up being addressed the next day. I think enough people complained about that, that they actually ended up adding lights to the course on, on day two. Which is good. It was good. Good for them. I like this course because you spend so much time in the parks. Yes. You get your time in... California Adventure, you get your time in Disneyland proper, mm-hmm. and uh, you everything is lit up on Pixar Pier and just so beautiful, and you get to see uh, like that Avengers vehicle that is like a Hummer, mm-hmm. and you the ferris wheel in the water and the only thing i noticed they didn't have the the dancing waters going oh but it was all illuminated it was illuminated yes but they didn't have the actual dancing water mm. that was the only thing that was different it was beautiful running that park and that area over mm-hmm. there where you've got like their little um it's like neo tokyo or san fran tokyo yes area big hero from big hero six, six and it's so pretty yeah and then you get like you said the pier and the, the roller coaster mm. and, and all that yeah. oh it is it and the time of day because you get in there right at sunrise yes or right before sunrise mm-hmm. i should say that is just gorgeous Great photo ops. And then you have the classics in the second part of the course when you do, when you run Disneyland. Now, when you say classics, what do you like, mean? I Even though it's newer, I would say Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, mm-hmm. classic characters, classic rides. It just, uh, it's <sighs> nostalgia. Yeah. At its finest. Absolutely. That, so that is... That, that was nice. And you, you had cast members who were being really friendly and, and showing where to go. And it, it was just a low-pressure, beautiful morning full of park time. Full of park time. Yes. And I enjoyed the finish as well. So it... So all in all, I just, I think it, it, it finished where it started. Yes. So we came out of the park only to gear up for uh, the finish. And I think they had the finish outside of the park where they could stage medical and stage the after race photo op area. Mm-hmm. And gear check and things like that. Yeah, it was in a it was in one of their parking lots mm-hmm. that they had, they have across the street across Harbor Drive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back up just a little bit. Oh, please. Yeah. One thing that I noticed they had some logistical challenges oh. for the 10K. I mentioned that first turn was very poorly lit. They also had issues with water stops. And I would say they did water stops about every mile and a half, two miles. So it wasn't frequency of water stops, but the water stops were, and they were well manned. I I got the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I got the impression they didn't give them a lot of lead time to get out there, get the tables loaded Mm. with ready to go water. And they weren't, they didn't have a groove keeping the water filled. Right. 
They're what they just weren't in a rhythm. No. So you ended up going to water stops where tables were completely empty and they were pouring and handing as they went. Yeah. This, it will be a recurring theme for next week as well. But that was, I think, at every water stop. I agree. I agree. And it's whenever Disney has a comeback or a new race or they're not afraid to try new things or to experiment with how to stage things. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it can cause logistical kind of challenges, I'll say. Mm -hmm. I got the impression that with a seven-year gap in the race, that a lot of their institutional knowledge probably moved up in the organization or moved out to other opportunities. Yeah. So they didn't have a lot of people in the California team that were accustomed to doing it. And I think that they were relearning a lot of things that, that as an organization, they seem to have forgotten this year. It's a rebuilding year. Absolutely. Rebuilding. That's the way I would, I would characterize it. Rebuilding and coming back so that it it can be stronger next time. Mm -hmm. So, what was your strategy for the run? Finish, just finish, <laughs> and try to not to be too tired and at the end. Danny's wagging her tail and whacking into the table, so she's very happy about your strategy. Oh, she is. Apparently, yeah. That was the training season has not been all that I would want it to be. I'll say it had its challenges, much like. The race uh, organizers had their challenges coming back after seven years. Mm -hmm. I had challenges in this training season. My goal was to finish. And did you have a particular interval you were using for this one? Not really. Not really. I The first mile is always a liar. Yeah. Typically walk the first mile of every race anyway. Yeah. People are spreading out and doing their own things. You have to let the traffic find its own rhythm and you have to figure out how to maneuver Mm -hmm. and where you're going to be on. If I'm walking, it's on the right side of the road. And when the roads shift and the areas shift, then the right side, you have to readjust. Mm Mm-hmm. When you arrive in new areas of the park or new areas of the streets of Anaheim, that is, that was my strategy just was to finish. And I was happy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a little, it was really about the same. I wasn't trying to kill it on this day. It was, we had to leave all the gas in the tank for the next day. So I was doing like a 555, Mm -hmm. nice and easy. Kept just, I kept with my intervals the entire time. Mm. Interestingly enough, another thing that I observed while I was there was the balloon ladies. Oh. And I'm like, I'm on pace for to be well ahead of them. And here they are. Like near you? Like they, I ducked into a restroom Mm. and right before the castle. And then I come out and they're ahead of me. 
And I'm like, wait a minute. What is up with that? Then they stopped at the castle to recalibrate their timing. So I know that probably terrified a lot of people. I heard a lot of people talking about it in the post-race when mm-hmm. we were walking around. But yeah, so I yeah. think even the balloon ladies were having a little, a little, were a little off on that day. Definitely a rebuilding year. Yeah. So I'm with you. Now, the one thing that Disney does always get right mm. is the metal and the swag. Yes. I really enjoy this metal. It's so cute. It is absolutely adorable. It's not what you would call a spinner. It's a slider, I guess, is yeah. the best way to put it. And this is a Donald and Daisy themed race. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really retro. Yeah. I feel like it's really retro Disney. Got a, a retro 10K 2024. If I could liken it to some art, like pop art or like Disney's Pop Century Hotel. Yes. It reminds me of. And then you've got uh, both of the characters on a slider and you can set he's the chasing, distance from them. He's chasing her. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Great metal. Everything, again, color coordinated along the full color double-sided ribbon. Mm-hmm. I, y- you cannot beat their swag. No. It's very cute. It was very cute, and I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> the shirts were also great. The artwork on the shirts, I think, this year were fantastic. I know you're not a big fan of the color. Like I think it's a gray. One of them was a gray and yellow, and then I think the challenge was the darker the darkest mm-hmm. in terms of the t-shirts. That's all personal preference. Colors. You to you. Yeah. Your mileage may vary on the, your color choices. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the race. That's yeah. the 10K. We The after party. Oh. Yeah. There's the snack so, box, which we unboxed during a live. We did. The plastic cheese is back. Oh, yeah. And I, it was Good and water and Powerade and all of that. Plenty bananas, of free bananas. Great, great. I think the character opportunities or the photo ops, the kind of the post race beverage opportunities were lacking. I didn't see any post race adult beverage opportunities at all. And the only post race beverage opportunities, even like for regular, like non adult beverages, were really your Powerade and your water. Mm-hmm. That's all I saw. Yeah. And you're right. I think they had <clears throat> one photo op. Yeah. No characters that I didn't, saw. It didn't. I didn't see any by the time we were there. Mm-mm. And it was definitely again a smaller feel. Yeah. And one thing I noticed also. They didn't have any tables set up. So oh, if you yeah. were post-race, like we ended up using a bollard for the base of a parking light. Yes. And, or a, a street lamp mm-hmm. and use that as our table to yeah. sit our stuff on. Yeah. Normally at the Disney World events, they have actual like high top tables set up and they have them wrapped. And again, it's a nice touch. It gives runners a place to stand around and have some community for a little bit. That wasn't there. And you have a place to readjust, like your running belt. You can, what, repack things and adjust. And Yeah, here you basically had to grab a, a section of asphalt if you wanted to do that. Yeah. So, hmm. a little different. Yeah. You know, um, rebuilding year. Yes. <laughs> so, And we're very glad 
that they're back. We are glad that they're back. They're, we love the Anaheim area. It, it's a great town. Lots mm-hmm. of great little towns all around it. And For sure. fantastic food and beverage, which all this yes. talk of running. Has it made you hungry and yes, thirsty? Indeed. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We talked about it earlier. You, We mentioned that we have had Golden Road Brewing's beers on the show. Mango cart. Guava cart. We've done their Hefeweizen. We've done... Uh, a couple of others because these beers are served at the baseline tap house at Hollywood Disney's Studios. Hollywood Studios here or in the Florida. studios, whatever we're calling it now. I call it Hollywood Studios. Okay. At any rate. I'm not that cool. We I'm not cool either. Like I don't call the Riviera the Riv. No, I'm not that cool. Mm-mm. Although we did see We met, ran into Mike Rollman while we were there. Yes. Yes. So I felt like starstruck a little bit. And hey, I would like to say a shout out to Lori who actually kept me going in the 10K. And I got a photo with her. And it's in, I believe I put it in the album artwork. And if not, then I'll put it out on social. But she was just very positive and motivational. And and her whole theme was Dory and just keep swimming. Aww. So cute. Yeah, that it was great. It was great. And coming out of the race, it's a great time to celebrate with some great food and beverage. And I'm so glad that Golden Road Brewing has both food and beverage. Yes. At their Anaheim location. And we didn't know that till we got there. Yum. And it is a, what would you say, seven to ten minute car drive from the front gates of Disneyland. That's yes. right there right down the road like mm-hmm. two turns and you're there so good so close convenient so good. and we record we had the presence of mind to record while we were there so exciting and because we did that we did the beverages first before the food arrived yes. <laughs> in the recording this is not the run drink eat episode now, or podcast uh, well so just Listen to it in order, but think of it in reverse order. We want to bring you our tastes and experiences from Golden Road Brewing. Hey, Runcation Nation. We're here in Anaheim for the Disneyland Dumbo Double Dare or the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend, the return. We haven't been here since 2017. That's right. It's been a seven-year hiatus. And and in that time, things have happened. We're here at Golden Road Brewing, and we have experienced Golden Road back home, but only scratch the surface of their vast menu. Yeah, this is a brewery that's featured very prominently at Epcot. I'm sorry, not Epcot, at Hollywood Studios in Orlando, and they have Baseline Tap House. Many of their beers on tap at Baseline Tap House. Baseline Tap House. It's, it, the, these are beers, some of the beers that they make, we have featured on the show. We have. But today, now that we're here at the mothership. Oh, we are. We're getting to sample some beers that are not offered in Florida that they don't distribute out of the state. I'm very excited. I am too. Very excited. Should I go first? Why don't you start us off? Oh, okay, okay. So I have the spicy mango cart 
And I know we've had mango cart. We have. This, so this is 4%, just like mango cart. It's a wheat ale with spicy mango. Mm-mm. And that is something that we've actually seen being served in food trucks here. It's yes. very common to see like dice or cut up fruit with tahini spice offered as a topping or a side. We have. We did that. We saw that on the way to the expo the other day. We did. Yeah. And uh, it's like fresh cut mango on the nose. Nice. Yeah. And uh, our fantastic bartender. Jeff has given me a Golden Road cup that is rimmed with tahini. Nice. So So she's going to transfer the beer into the cup. And she did it successfully. No spill. Yes. I'm excited. Nobody nobody wants any spilled beer. Yes. Don't need that negativity. Oh, I am so excited. Give it a taste. Let's Let's see if it's as good as I think it's going to be. Okay, the spice happens at the end. Okay. It's mango cart with just a little spice in your throat. It is not blow you away and make the mango just undiscernible. That's good. It is. Mm. And that tahini rim gives you that tartness mm. right up front. Oh, yeah. Try it. Oh, I get to try it. Yeah. Nice. Do it. Okay, the tahini's delicious. Of course. What's, everything's better with tahini. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love mango cart. I think that's a great pool beer. Mm. The addition of that little hint of spice on Do the- you see what it, I mean? It comes in at the end. Yeah. It's not overpowering. No. And even if you're not a spice head, this one might be worth trying. Oh, it is. I love it. Now, to be clear, we both got flights. Oh, we did. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So but I did not say that. We have, each of us has a sampling of four beers. You mm-hmm. went with lighter beers. I did. I went with darker offerings. Yeah. So we could bring the Runcation Nation light and dark offerings. Exactly. So would you get that again? 100%, yeah. Do you wish they distributed that in Florida? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Golden Road. Yeah. Bring this to Florida. Come on. Yes, for sure. What do you have? I'm starting out with a style of beer that I have talked about in the past on the show that I do really like a lot. Yeah. And that is their Schwartz beer. And a Schwartz beer is basically a a dark lager. May the Schwartz be with you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. This is their dark lager. It says, from darkness comes light. A subtle hint of roast infuses a clean lager taste. 5.2 5.2 ABV. Oh. And looking at it the kind of light here, it's dark but with red. Red hint of red. Mm-hmm. This is almost like a it's like a dark Irish red would be a great way to describe the color. Clear. Perfectly transparent. Mm. No cloudiness. A little bit of of uh, roasted smell on the nose. Ooh. Okay. Light body. Medium to heavy carbonation. <coughs> you really get toast the, the notes of, of the toasted maltins. This is not very bitter at all. Ooh, okay. That is very drinkable. Yeah, I, this is a style that I very much enjoy. This is a great burger beer. Oh, I like it. 
if you have something like a burger that's got fattiness to it, this yes. gives you a little bitterness that kind of, I say bitterness, the toasted notes of the roasted malt. I like the roastiness. Yeah, it really comes through almost like espresso, but not quite. But it's also clean, like a lager is lighter. Lighter, crisper. Than you would expect a dark beer of this color. And that's just it. It's the lagering process plus the choice of the darker malts yes. is what gives you this. And it and what is did you just say it was? so nice, 5.2. 5.2, yeah. So it's not far off from what I had, because what I had, the, the spicy mango card is 4%. Yeah, like I said, yours is a perfect pool beer, Mine's a perfect. And both are sessionable at that percentage. Yes, absolutely. So, what you doing next? Oh, okay. I don't think that we've seen this fruit in a beer ever that I can recall in our seven years. Ever. So, this is a boysenberry blonde ale at 4.8% ABV. Blonde ale with notes of cereal and white bread, a gentle sweetness marked with boysenberry fruit. Very nice. Yes, and I would say it's a golden, a lighter, not super gold, very clear, very transparent. There's almost a hint of red in the coloring of the beer, because you've got two others that are yellow, more mm -hmm. yellow in color. This is a little yeah, more. Yeah, this is like a golden berry-ish color, yeah. I would say. And um, you know, smell it. It's got that berry. Very strong berry, berry nose. Mm. I like that a lot. Or I think I'm going to anyway. Mm. This one clocks in at 4.8% ABV. Yes, yes. And I would say that you get the white bread notes that they talk about. Mm -hmm. Not, it's not super sweet. Oh, good. There's a not a sweet finish. So, um, but they waved a picture of a boysenberry by mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and I would say, you know, think about lighter beers like Mexican lagers. It's like, it's that's a light body. This is a medium body, I oh. think. And, but I think the carbonation is medium to high. Yeah, definitely a berry. She's letting me taste it now. Yeah, so definitely good. a nice berry aroma. Yeah. You initially get that, like you said, the flavor of the berry without it being sweet or really tart either. No. Those bready notes, mm. primarily. Yeah. A lot of times with fruited beers, you expect them to be really sweet or really tart. This isn't it. This is just giving you the essence or the, the essence hint of berry. Yeah. That is really good. I like it. I would have a pint of it. Again, that's another. Mm -hmm. That'd be another great pool beer. It's a great pool beer, and I don't know. I. What would it go with as far as food? Uh, I think that'd be good for finger foods or uh, like um, fries. Yeah, or... basket of fries, faint chicken fingers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So pub food. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. What do you have next? I'm gonna skip over the number two that I have on my list and come back to it because okay. it, because I'm gonna save that one for last. <laughs> I was just going down their menu. I didn't do I didn't put them on my card in order of ABV, ABV? and I probably should have. Okay. So I'm going to go with their brown ale called Get Up Off of That Brown. Now I've heard it in my head, the song. Yes. And their description is that it's toasty and nutty, balanced by rich notes of caramel and chocolate, 5.5% ABV. It's an award winner for them, uh, getting a gold medal in 2018 and again in 2020. Nice. Uh, this has, again, almost a distinctive dark brown to reddish color. 
perfectly clear, no cloudiness whatsoever. Mm. Not getting a lot on the nose immediately. Yeah. That is a medium to heavy carbonation. Mm. This is very mild in terms of any bitterness. Like you don't get any hoppiness hitting you. This really has a milder flavor than the Schwartz beer did, so you don't have the toastiness of the darker malts hitting you. This is this is quite good. Again, another really good burger beer, I think. Thank you. Yeah, give that a try. Yay! Sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean about not on the nose, but there's something like waxy. Is it? My nose is broken. I can't. No, I'm not getting anything. Okay. Yeah. I like a good brown ale. I think I, that the that's, toasty notes are it, good. It's a great. You tend to get more nuttiness than than a flavor of. When we say toasty flavors, usually when you see that in a description of a beer, toasty translates to for some people like espresso notes, or yeah. for some people burnt, like a flavor of burnt char or carbon, or um, like a toasted <clears throat> bread. Depending on, how, yeah, depending on how toasted those malts really were. What do you? This is super subtle, and you do get the nuttiness. You get the. Um, this is really balanced. I can see why this one won awards. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Okay. And and now we have another lighter offering, but it, it is under their hoppy section of their menu. Oh, okay. So it's golf cart. Golf cart. Yeah, okay. so you know, mango cart, guava cart, spicy mango cart, street cart, but this is golf cart. Golf cart is a pilsner at 5.5% ABV, highly drinkable lager with soft bitterness, a sweet finish, a sweet finish and intense hop aromas. Interesting. So many pilsners we've had have been, they've leaned away from the bitterness and the hoppiness, so I'll be curious to see how this mm. goes. Yeah. This is a hoppier pilsner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get that when I drink it and throughout. But it's not, it's like a citrus hop, but I, it's not an off-putting hop. Okay. If you are new to kind of the IPA realm and the hop aromas and the hop notes in beer. So you might start here before you graduate to an IPA? That's what I would say. Because they... It's refreshing. Here at the Mothership, they have one, two, three, you four, get a whole five, six, seven, eight different IPAs. You could get two flights. On tap right now. Absolutely. Flights, right? And they even have a triple IPA here called Wolf Mother. Here's that Wolf Mother bonus. Ooh, bonus! Thank you. And that My one goodness. clocks in at 11.2%. This is the Wolf Mother. Ooh. And oh my gosh. Wow. This is bonus beer here. Bonus beer. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah, That's Jeff, you awesome. rock. Uh, That's good. This is the Wolf Mother, right? Oh boy. Whoop. Okay. 11.2. Triple IPA with lots of tropical and stone fruit notes, it says. Ooh. Okay. Okay, it does smell like a juicier IPA, which is oh. good for me. Okay. Um, what? I could get to this one. Yeah? Sweetie. That one. It's dangerous. <laughs> oh, I, I can see which, exactly what you mean. Oh, try that. Now. Watch people in the 
Do you want to? I, I, yeah. You should try. You should try the golf well, cart. Let me get back to your golf cart. So yeah, the golf get cart back here. to the get on the golf cart. Okay, but I, now I can A B compare. Oh, um, it's night and day difference. Okay, so the golf cart has uh, a higher carbonation than the Wolf Mother does. That's true. The hoppiness fades very quickly on this uh, on, on the golf the, cart. It, this lingers that in the one, back of your throat. A Wolf Mother lingers. Yeah, yeah. like a Wolf Mother would. Oh, like she would. As one cubs? does. Are they cubs? <laughs> that, that she would. This is absolutely a good. I really like that. I'm a Pilsner fan. I like the lightness, the crispness. This hoppiness is not overbearing. No. It's definitely the way to go. Jeff throwing us this extra right. one in here. They do crowlers. I'm just saying. They, yes, they do crowlers. That's nice. Wolf Mother surprisingly good. I did not think I was going to like it. The golf cart is lighter. Oh, golf. After tasting that. You, seems lighter to I me. Could, I could do a pint of this and then I'm going to bed. Mm. Because this Wolf Mother's... 11.2? Wolf Mother's a high alcohol content and I, in my estimation, a higher bodied, yeah. heavier bodied beer. I don't know if you would pair it with a full meal because... If you have a heavy meal like a burger, oh, it's or, gonna sit in your stomach like a yeah, like a lid. It would be hard to get through that meal. Yes, yeah. I agree. But I but golf cart go, again or spicy mango cart. Golf cart would go great with fish tacos. Yeah, I mean that's true. So of course with the mango cart, but that's a that's such a light crisp beer, mm -hmm. and that hoppiness is just there to let you know, hey, hops are good, and then it gets out of your way. Yeah. So. Whereas Wolf Mother is Hello. enjoy these hops. And if you don't enjoy these hops, we're going to make you enjoy them. Yes. Yeah. It's serious business like a wolf. True story. Mother. <laughs> yeah, so, so they've got Wolf Mother and yeah. Big Hazy Wolf, which is a hazy double IPA that clocks in at a diminutive 9% ABV. Oh, diminutive. What about Hazy Roller? Look at this. That's hazy Roller, Hazy IPA. Orange forward. Yeah? Six and a half. Six and a half. Oh, oh which, which one's one this? this? This one's our version of Sierra Nevada's Celebration. It's their seasonal beer that they do every year. Uh huh. This is our version of it. It's our winter IPA. Oh, this winter IPA. This one's called Ride On. Cloudy and hazy with billows of white foam and an exceptional aroma inspired by the season. Delicious anytime. 7% ABV. This has oh, a deep, yeah. deeper golden color, transparent, so Almost no haziness like to it. orange notes to the color. Yes. The nose is very subtle. Light hoppiness on the nose. Oh, that's good. So you get an initial bit of hop, it fades away, and then after you swallow, you get the bitterness on the back of your tongue. Just to let you know it was there. Oh, I like that. That is super drinkable. He's not wrong. But it's seven percent, so you gotta watch yourself. This one you gotta watch yourself. You gotta Wolf drink Mother, responsibly. Wolf Mother, you gotta watch yourself. Both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the wolf in winter, you have to really watch yourself Absolute, on this menu. Absolutely. But the bitterness is that just subtle on the end. Yeah. Like yeah. you said. It's just a hint of it. To yeah. Let you know it was there. Yeah. Yeah. You have two left, and I have one. Yes, because we've been enjoying these bonus beers that Jeff's been providing Jeff's us. fantastic. Thank you. Love that. Okay, I'm going to go with 
the, one of them that, that I noticed immediately when I sat down. I am so ready for this. Which is the Galway Red. Uh. This is Golden Road's Irish Ale. Yes. I, one of my favorite styles of beer is Irish Reds. Yes. They describe it as follows. This is a medium-bodied, slightly toasty Irish-style red ale. And that is a great way to describe the style. It tends to be a medium-bodied beer. It tends to be ha have toasty notes to mm -hmm. it. You'll sometimes get notes of caramel. You'll sometimes get notes of brown sugar. Some will be... They tend to be a little hoppy. Or bitter. Well, yeah, yeah, from the hops. Yeah. But they usually don't knock your socks off with the bitterness. Like at home, I would say the Fort Myers Red... Fort Myers Brewing is... Fort Myers very, Brewings is phenomenal. phenomenal. Scotty's Beer Works. But Scotty's is a little bit more bitter. Yes. And, of course, I am a huge fan of Coastal Days Irish oh. Red. Theirs tends to be much less poppy so and good. focus more on the toasted note. Mm -hmm. uh, this one here has a beautiful red color, completely clear, no, no cloudiness whatsoever. So good. A little bit of toasted notes on the nose, almost like toasted marshmallow. Really? Yeah. On the nose? On the nose. Wow. And I'm gonna give it a sip now. Oh yes. Mmm. Okay. Medium body, medium to high carbonation. Mm -hmm. No bitterness to this beer whatsoever. No bitterness. No, none. This is. Oh, I like that. This would be the. This would end me in a, a night of or an afternoon of reckless drinking because there's nothing like bitterness slows me down. In a beer, it, I don't drink as quickly because I let like savor it, let it fade. Yeah. This here just goes down like a fat kid on a seesaw. So. <laughs> that is your saying. Uh -huh. Woo! Yay! Here is the steak taste <coughs> and the brunch Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, is that I'm excited. Is there anything else I can grab you? Not that I could think of. Thank you. Maybe. Oh, oh there's silver. Silver you got right it. there. Yes. Oh. That looks really good. Our food just arrived while we are here, so we're going to be the, we're going to do the, the food and the drink simultaneously. Mm. But uh, Amy, what do you think of that red? I see what you mean about it. It is toasty, not bitter. There's no bitterness to that beer at all. It is. It's a medium body for me. Yeah. I like those toasty notes. Mmm. Mm. I love a good red. Yeah, that for is. me, that's one of my favorite styles. And they absolutely they do knocked it. one out of the park. Yes. So good. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, your last beer. My last beer. This is Street Cart. Street Cart is 4.8% ABV. Mm -hmm. And Street Cart is like, they're Mexican lager. Very nice. And the Mexican lager, again, great style of beer. S generally super light, super refreshing. Not usually one that knocks you off the, on your uh, off your feet with the ABV. What's well, 4.8? So that's so not bad. This one's not bad at all. It has notes of zesty lime and salt, easy drinking surveys, delightfully balanced. The perfect refreshment with a hint of complexity. Nice. All right, so let's hear. I get a little bit of lime rind on the nose. You get the lime essence on the end, and I like that it has a heavier carbonation, but a lighter body and a very light, 
yellow. Pale yellow, yeah. Yeah, it's very light in color. Here, try it. All right. Oh, I see what you mean about the, the line right up front. Yes. That smells glorious. Yes. Sliders don't get. You get a little bit of the tartness from the lime. The hint of the salt. Oh, that's so drinkable. Yeah. That is so good. That salt just brings that's out the wine. That's a hot weather beer right there. Mm. Burger beer, probably. Tacos. Tacos, but also. That'd be a good lawnmower beer, too. Yeah, I love it. Very nice. I would do a pint of it. I would do a crawler of it. All right, last but not least, I am saving... I don't know if it's best, the but highest I'm saving ABV the for highest last? ABV for last, that's for sure. And this one is called Vasily the Great. This is their yes. bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. It's a imperial stout aged in Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. Ooh, Buffalo Trace. Blending rich flavors of vanilla, caramel, chocolate, uh, and smooth whiskey-like flavors does not contain distilled spirits. Does now, not contain distilled spirits. They didn't add any to it. What is it? How much? 17% ABV. No wonder he saved it till last. 17% ABV, and Jeff was a rock star. He poured this thing to the very tippity top. Woo! Um, Love it. This thing is... Super dark. Absol absolutely, completely opaque, so no light <coughs> passing through it at all. Just looking at the way it moves in the glass, this is going to be a heavy-bodied beer. I can tell just from that. Syrupy, maybe? I don't it, know. You have to try it. It's going to be syrupy, yeah. I can tell you. So here we go. Let me immediately on the nose, booze. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. This is a this wow. is a boozy offering. I knew that when I got it. So let's give it a shot. Hello. Good night. Oh, boy. Wow. Woo! Wow. Okay. There's a lot going on here. Yeah? Number one, very light carbonation, if any at all. This, there's almost a reddish color to the beer. I see that when on, you kind of circle. The yeah, when you swirl it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so that's good to know. So while the menu says Buffalo Trace, Elijah Jeff's Wood. confirming for us Elijah Wood, and it's been aging for, <coughs> let me do the math here, 20, what time? What 2019. 2019, so four years. Yeah. Going oh on my five. Gosh. Oh my god. There's a sweetness to this. It's super smooth, but the booziness hits you. So we know from uh, talking to our friends at at Alltech Brewing that beer aged in bourbon barrels can pick up a couple of percent ABV just sitting in the barrel. Amy, give that a taste and tell oh. me what you think. Yes. There, it's a, oh, it smells boozy. It is yes. super boozy, but that one is super smooth. It is smooth. But there is a syrupy quality to it. Tons of vanilla. Yeah. You get those, you get those bourbon notes, without a doubt. Yes, 100%. Bourbon in the back of your mouth. 
like on the back of your tongue. I just want the chest. It's better quality. Yes, yeah, it looks way better. That I don't think you could have a pint of. They don't serve it as a pint here. It's a yeah, short pour. It's a short yeah, pour. Couldn't. Same. They have two on the menu. This is not the highest ABV thing they have here. What is the highest? That is their Old Kentucky, Kentucky Nightcap. Cap. Oh, the barley wine. And they do a barrel-aged barley wine here. Yeah. That is at clocks in at seventeen point seven percent ABV. Holy cow! You're talking about almost an extra percent. Yes. It's good. This is very tasty. This. Of yours, if you were, let me ask, huh? of yours, if you were to take a Crowler home or some kind of... I would probably do the Galway Red. Yes. I know, I I know that a lot of people would be like, why would you not do the Vasily the Great? It's, this is not one. Once you crack the Crowler, you're going to have to drink it. So I'm going to need six people there to each have four ounces so that we can finish it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to do more than four ounces in a sitting for this. Whoa. Because again, at 17.7, you're talking three times as strong as any of your beers. Yeah, because mine are all four and five. Yeah. So I've essentially had a 12 ounce. Wow. What about you? It's so hard. I love the street card. That but street that was, card is killer. That was the last one I had. Too sweet. Tea mango card. I just had a phenomenal flight. I might take the street cart home. Street cart? Yeah. I, you can't go wrong with that as a just a really drinkable beer with a little, got some extra character in it. Yeah. Great choices. And yeah. Really good. And now, we're doing this backwards a little bit. We are. So let's talk food. Yeah, let's talk food. There's a brunch menu. Hello. And we could not resist brunch. And I got the steak and eggs, which is chipotle marinated flat iron steak. Fried red potatoes, caramelized onions, red and green bell pepper, and it has a side of toast. Mm. I am very excited. And what did you get? I got the brunch burger. This is a brioche bun topped with a hash brown patty, a burger patty, yellow cheddar, a fried egg, beer cheese, and sriracha aioli. <laughs> While you're navigating that, let me bite into this thing and, yes, and let everybody know what's up. It's a well-fried, I can see the the hash brown. It's a well-fried hash brown patty. I like that it's a patty so it doesn't fall off the burger. Exactly. This is a thinner, probably a quarter pound burger patty. Mm -hmm. The egg is fried soft and has, I just broke the yolk here. So we're gonna get a bite of this and see what's up. Mm -hmm. Okay, number one, restaurants take note. You want to cheat and elevate any burger you make, put it on brioche. Oh, buttery. Yeah. Brioche is phenomenal. This is brunch on a burger, and the little unique kick that you get from the sriracha aioli is just a nice little hit of spicy and sweet that is so tasty and it complements the richness of the fried egg because you're getting that egg yolk and the, I don't want to say greasiness, that's not really fair because you know, all hash browns are fried potatoes, but the heaviness of the fried potato on the burger. You got a lot of rich going on and that just cuts right through it, it's really good. Mm. Steak looks perfectly cooked. Wow, medium. A little closer to medium rare. I think they did a great awesome. job. 
hands off. But I know they probably would do a little bit more dust than wine. Oak is runny. Mm -hmm. So it's an over easy kind of bag, which I love. And there are big pieces of And it says on the menu that it's Chipotle marinated. Five iron steak. Mm -hmm. Shaking it. It's not overly spicy. Oh, you get a little bit of the smokiness? Mm -hmm. That's good. It's not. You can still taste the meat itself. If somebody is not really a spice head, but they have to worry about that being too hot to eat. No. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And I like that the peppers still have a crispness to them. Mm -hmm. The potatoes are just creamy on the inside. Soft on the inside, you yeah. But but still, they have some bite on the outside. I'll take a bite of that steak. Mm, I like the toast. I see what you mean. So the chipotle really is just imparting the smokiness to that steak. Mm -hmm. Flat iron's a great cut. It's like the cousin of sirloin, yeah. where you get great flavor. And if you don't overcook it, which they did not here then you get a nice tenderness to it, especially if you cut it against the grain. Yeah. I think the perfect bite is some of the egg, some of the pepper. The red adds a little sweetness, whereas the green... Gives you the waxiness almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the toast has Christmas, but it's not... It's, it's is that sourdough in? toast? It looks like sourdough. I think it is. Yeah, yeah it looks like it. Sure. Yeah, that's a sourdough. That's good. I love it. I love it. You still doing okay? Oh, okay. we're great. Oh, Thank good. you. Try okay. Try the burger. Tell me now. The burger for me, the the cook temperature on that's a little more medium to medium well. Okay. Um, typically, I would like a, a lighter cook temperature on that. I like you to wave a picture of a fire by my meat. Beer cheese is money. Oh my. God. So you got a combination of the creaminess of the beer cheese plus you have the tartness of the yellow cheddar. And butteriness of the brioche. Yeah. Just and, and it's such, uh, the, the burger, the bun is so soft. It is. Yeah. Oh. It's almost like a potato roll. Yeah. And that's level of softness. Okay. I love that. That's great, how are the fries? Okay, the fries are good, but they're pretty standard shoestrings, like okay. from a, they're frozen. Yeah. That's not the star of the show burger yeah the burger for sure mm. and again you put a fried egg on a spare tire it's gonna taste good oh absolutely and uh, I would recommend this place <laughs> yeah I would say that if you're gonna find yourself here in the Anaheim. LA yeah. metropolitan area Anaheim okay. you're coming here for Disney you're coming here for oh I don't know let's call it half marathon weekend <laughs> you absolutely should take a literally a five-minute ride down the road from Disneyland, mm -hmm. pop over here. Now we didn't mention this, their space, let's, it's enormous. They have a tremendous beer garden outside with cornhole, tons of seating. Right. The, the space is really well done. Then you come inside, the place is just as big on the inside and they have a bar where we're sitting. They have high tops all over the place. They have an outdoor area with covered seating with, with picnic tables. Mm -hmm. 
umbrellas. Uh, yeah, so you, you're going to find a, a, you know, they've got plenty to offer here in terms awesome. of seating, food, beverage. What I love about it is it's directly across the street and it's so smart. It is so smart. Um, they are directly across the street from Angel Stadium. Yes. You could almost throw a rock and hit the stadium from here. It's that close. So, so I would wager that this place is rocking and rolling before and after games. Absolutely. And good for them yes. for, for having the foresight, finding the spot, building the, the business. This is phenomenal. It reminds me of Intuition Ale Works back in, in Jacksonville. Yes. Being directly across the street from from Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, the site of the Donna Marathon Weekend 5K. Mm. I wholeheartedly recommend this location. Oh, yeah. So you can try more of their menu that, you, that we don't get out our way. Yeah, and for those of you on the East Coast or who are maybe going to, to Disney World in Florida, Golden Road Brewing is served all over the parks and prominently featured at Baseline Tap House. Which we have Wonderful. talked about on the show many times. It's one of our favorite spots. Mm -hmm. I think it's a hidden gem in the park, really. It really is. I don't know if it's so hidden now, but people discovered it around COVID. Yes. And it's exploded in popularity since then. I like to think it's because of us. We talked about it. We do love them. But they feature a lot of their beers there. Yeah. And uh, rightly so. But if you're ever out here and you want to get some of the beers they're not distributing, they're fantastic. The eight that we talked about here. Plus, there are others. They do have a, a whole series of sparkling uh, ciders. They even do an in-house porch pounder sangria. They've got a lot going on here. Yeah, that's why I meant seltzer when I said sparkling water. Yeah. Seltzer, so, like that peach seltzer, I think is right up your alley with me. You love the peach. I do. So they've, they've got so much happening here. Um, the space is great, very family friendly. They do have games Warm for the kids, pool, like shooting pool, not swimming in a pool. I, I think that you will very much enjoy your time here at Golden Road Brewing. Give it a shot. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. That space was beautiful, and I really loved their staff. Staff was phenomenal, super knowledgeable, yeah. just helpful. I got nothing, I have nothing bad to say about it. The space was amazing inside and out. Very family friendly. Tons of families there. Oh, um, and so we had Eric and Jeff and Nicole and Morgan, and they were so kind to give yeah. us that behind the scenes look as well. Mm -hmm. And Jeff was there. Jeff was our beer tender the almost the whole entire time. And is that behind the scenes look going to be a uh, patron only exclusive? We do have some bonus beverages. We do. And we could talk about the space around those the bonus flight that we did. We could. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for, for that. For that, patrons. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it was just overall, I highly recommend that location, that tap room of their... I, multiple locations yeah and it was super popular it was getting packed when we were inside, there inside outside and just... it's location relative to <sighs> angel stadium oh uh, I mean, yeah it's walking distance it's across the street that's so smart that was brilliant on their part it was so smart <laughs> so 
it's close to Disney. It's right there at Angel Stadium. Um, yes, just all the yes and the great people there. You need to stop by and visit and have a brew and have some food. Absolutely. So now that we have wrapped up the food and drink segment, I'm going to tell you, you always make fun of me for packing. I don't make fun of you for way packing. Way more than I should. Yes, I do make fun of you for that. Not yeah. for packing specifically. Not that, not, no, you, d- I was for- finishing the sentence, <laughs> but I should have f- figured out, no, not packing in the luggage, but I should have had some magic mind shipped to our hotel in California, or we should have sought out a Sprouts Farmer's Market out there to get us some magic mind in the room. That would have been better than hotel room coffee. Because I feel like with the time change, even though it works to your advantage out in California, you still need that little shot, that productivity shot. I would have been a big fan because again, not a huge fan of hotel coffee and as good as the Hilton is, the hotel room coffee is never going to be as good as a freshly brewed cup from, say, the, like the Starbucks inside or whatever. But to have the ability to get that little shot mm. that's got great things in it, those functional mushrooms, yes. cordyceps, lion's mane, matcha, and get that clarity, get that focus, get that energy without the jitters. And to reduce... Stress, because I don't care how many races we do, I feel nervous. It's a good stress. Yeah. But I feel like the magic mind would have helped me with my cortisol levels. It would have maintained routine that we have started here at home. Yes. And brought it there and maintained that kind of benefit that we've been seeing and i was gonna say as far as the benefits the other thing anything to help you with reducing inflammation especially Mm. on a challenge weekend when you're running multiple races you do what you can whether it's hitting the jacuzzi or doing ice Ice baths getting a little bit of lion's mane in your diet to help with that would have been nice as well yes so it's been really good to us we have got to remember to take it on the road with us. And I think that the Runcation Nation could really benefit from trying out Magic Mind. Yes. And right now you can get one month free when you sign up for a three-month subscription during the month of January. You've got just a little bit of time to yeah! do that. Go to magicmind.com slash J-A-N, run, eat, drink. That's Jan, run, eat, drink. And use offer code RUNEATDRINK20. You get 50 per- 56% off your first subscription or 20% off a one-time purchase. And that's RUNEATDRINK20. And it works if you're already a subscriber. You get to save on your next subscription payment. So go to magicmind.com slash J-A-N RUNEATDRINK to try it out today. And remember, that's RUNEATDRINK20. And we just have to thank everybody at Magic Mind for sponsoring this week's show. 
That's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. We have more to talk about when it comes to Run Disney in California next week. And you get to accomplish, explore, and indulge with us and a friend of the show oh, next week. What amazing recommendations. <laughs> go where the locals go. That's all I have to say. It will be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be Stay worth Stay tuned. I can't tell you. So uh, thank you for joining us for... I can't believe it's 2024. Thank you for joining us. January is almost over. In 2024 on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.